Hey, good morning. Welcome to the 5 a.m. Mr. Scrum Show. Today, we're going to talk more about 10xing what you do in our two for one Tuesdays on things to be able to say using yes as an opportunity, using change to 10x what you're doing to grow as an individual, as a team, and practice what we preach. So, good morning. I want, and, uh, there's a little baseball. I got that in the picture. I don't know if I can see this. Do, do, do. So this is the baseball Eddie got the other day at the Phillies game when we went there as a family. So I'll talk a little bit about this and the opportunities that came and being aware of the opportunities and situation to allow this, this Major League Baseball for him to get one. So... It's 5 a.m. Master Scrum Show. I am Greg Master, Scrum Master and Agile Coach. And here we talk about Scrum and Agile in a very practical, tactical way so you can bring value to your customer without working crazy hours and have a little fun along the way. Yesterday was a little combination of fun. And like I said, today I want to talk about it's Tuesday. We do a two for one. So how do you double your activities or your value based on doing one thing? And, and and 10xing that right we want to 10x that when we get the opportunity so today i want to talk a little about that and i'm going to also share my goal diary a little bit what i write what i do um how i do it and how that affects me is to get to where i want to go because i really think it's important that if we're going to ask our team to establish goals for what they want to accomplish as a team I think it's important that we as scrum masters and agile coach also set up our own goals and where we want to go and find a way of doing it. So that when we're talking about goal setting, we experience and we're talking from experience, not from what we read in a book or in a scrum guide. Right. Because if you just recite the scrum guide, what the hell do you need you? Anybody can read the scrum guide, but citing experience and coming away with confidence in what you do. Is very important and very and being consistent. That'll be another show. Anyway, so yesterday, one of my goals actually in my book, which I'm not going to go through each goal, but one of my goals is to play with the kids, right? Um, and have fun with them and grow as a family. So those are one of my goals. So we had a rain out game during the summer. Okay, and we we can complain, oh, we lost opportunity, but we still got a game, and we got a game against the Braves, which are a really good baseball team. Um, so we had an opportunity, so we can cry about lost opportunity, but saying yes, yes to yes, I had to pull kids out of school one day, big deal. They got a half day in, um, but the opportunity came up, and Eddie got this baseball because it rained, and there wasn't a lot of people in the stadium. And one of the things I try to teach my kids is to be observant what's going on. And one of the things I noticed, and this is the same thing with the team, you got to be observant what's going on and you got to see an opportunity and then you got to say, yes, let's take the opportunity. We got there. They didn't do batting practice. We got there early um, just before they opened, like as soon as they opened the gates, we're there. Um, they weren't doing batting practice because of the rain, because it's raining all day. It's terrible here. What I noticed was, some of the Phillies people, a couple, like four of them, practicing, just chatting away in the, in the, in the back of the park. And I told my son, because they have a pitching area. And, and in the pitching area, and what I'm showing everybody is a baseball from yesterday that 
for the podcast people that uh, my son was able to get. It was really, it was great. So we go over there, and if you know the Philly Stadium, there's some food vendors, a place called Chicken and Pete's, where they got good um, crab fries. Well, they got fries with Old Bay seasoning on it, basically. Um, and it's a big bucket. It's really good. Um, we don't get that very often. It's only when we go to a game. So maybe once a month, once a couple of months. And um, they were hungry because they didn't eat lunch or whatever, the snack, because we got there at lunchtime. I'm like, look, there is nobody hanging out near the – pitching area right now i mean absolutely nobody and usually there's a bunch of kids there and he's like arguing I'm like look just take advantage of the opportunity be the only kid only kid standing there well when we got there one of the pitching coaches that was there or one of the people that helped with the phillies saw eddie being the only kid there right and he didn't have his glove because i forgot to bring his glove and the guy offered to throw this ball out to him because he said, yes, let's go do it. I said, yes, the opportunity to notice something. The guy tossed the ball. Eddie caught this baseball, this official major league baseball with one hand and caught it. I'm like, dude, great catch. He was so worried about not being able to catch it. But he he snagged that ball with one hand. I'm like, fist pump. And the guy gave him a thumbs up there from the pitching area. I said, dude, that's pretty good. He caught a barehanded, one-handed. Just, he, didn't, he was not going to miss that ball. But it's about being able to say yes to the opportunity. Now, he could have got distracted. We could have got food, whatever. But I'm like, the opportunity was there. You're the only kid there. There is somebody going in there. They're going to see you, right? Because he's a little guy. They're going to see you. And because he said yes to the opportunity, he got this major league, official major league baseball. And it's been used, right? It's got grass on it. I mean, it's a used baseball. It's not like when it just came out of the cellophane which I, I can't stand those things. But this is an actually used baseball by Major League Baseball players, whether it be pitching practice or whatever. So it's got, you know, gravitas because it's been used. So anyway, I wanted to share that. It was an opportunity to say yes. He almost didn't take it, but he did take it and get there. And because he said yes, and he was the only one there who said yes at the time. Everyone else is floating around and I'm paying attention. The guy saw him, he stood out, he got his ball. So that's part of the ability to say yes. When you're the only team able to say yes, your team's going to flourish, right? How do we do that? Because we know where we stand. We plan, we know the impacts of taking on that yes, or when we can say yes to that, that question. Can you do this? Yes. Can you do it the sprint? Maybe not, but we can do it next sprint and we'll get it in. Here's what we need to do. We'll be successful and we'll get it done for you. See, there's a, there's the opportunity to say yes. Now, so that's something you got to think about as a team, being able to say yes. When can you, you don't say yes to everything and you got to understand the value of it and you have a conversation about it. It's just something to say yes, 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 because you'll never get your stuff done. But you can say yes and when and make sure you understand the value, the return on that investment. And sometimes you got to challenge them. I'll say, I'll say yes, but what is this? What is when, when do we really need this and why? Now, on the other item I want to talk about and why you're able to say yes. So I do every day, um, try to every day. I'm not successful. I'll tell you, I fail a lot. <laughs> I try to write my goals in this book and 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 
I guess I was sick for the two weeks. I really didn't write goals because I'll be honest, my goal in that thing was just to survive being having 102 fever for days um, and getting through this, this process. So I went looking for my book. I could not find it. I couldn't find my goal book that I was using. And it was halfway done. It still got half sheets and whatever. And I was getting kind of upset. To be honest, I was getting upset. I'm like, God, someone threw out my book. I tore up my office, tore every spot. It's probably going to turn up one day. It may, it may not. It may have gone out in the trash with my kids' older books because I left it in the kitchen, right? My wife probably took it, threw it out with some other books that the kids had from last year's school. So let's say, so how do you turn that into an opportunity? This is what I was listening to some different podcasts and some videos and I had some mentorship the other day. And one of the things was, it's an opportunity to reassess my goals. I got sick, restarting, restarting. And it's okay to restart. And one of the things I realized, I went and bought a new one. I went over to Staples and bought a new little book. It's got some dates and some lines. And I'll go through what's in here for people. I actually saw as an opportunity because I lost my old book to start over. I'll be honest with you, my goals... I haven't been feeling like I've been reaching my goals, right? And maybe I'm getting a little personal, but this is this is goal setting. This is what goal setting is about. I haven't been meeting my goals. Now, I have a couple major goals. I call my super goals. There's three of them um, that I have that are long-term, my whole life kind of things. And then I have minor goals that I want to accomplish in the next few months, let's say. And what I realize is I haven't been hitting my goals. Maybe I have too many goals. Maybe I have 25 goals. Maybe you have 25 stories or epics or projects that your team's going on. And I was failing, right? Some things I got a half done, but never finished, right? I took this opportunity to get a new book, brand new book. I mean, I'm only on like page two right now to start over, to redo it. And sometimes that opens up opportunity. And clears the ability to say yes, because I don't have 25 goals I'm working. I don't have 10 goals. God, here comes the cat. So let me just explain some of the things I have in here, what I redid. I used to have a lot of goals, like I, my museum. Uh, I have a, uh, a family-oriented thing I wanted to do. I have a bunch of stuff from a coaching perspective, from an agile perspective, my career, my family. Um, charity, all that kind of stuff in my goals. And I said, you know what? I'm not getting any of those goals done, right? So what I did is I clarified it. I cut those number of goals and I really had to struggle at it. It was a struggle. And this is what I see with executives and everything like that. They'll give me 50 goals or we're going to head to 50 goals. I'm like, dude, you, you, you just need, you need like 25. Cut, I mean, for a big organization, max 25 goals. And then each team, it's got to be just like five. You got you got to break it down. They can't work all 25. It's not there. And what I had to struggle with is what I really want from a core right now. Because I heard this the other day. Someone said, and I totally agree with it. Without setting due dates and what you want to achieve, you're never going to achieve what you want. Right. And you could put due dates on longer term things, but maybe some nearer short term things that I really want to accomplish. I need to get these things done 
so that I can move on to bigger and better things and be able to say more yeses to stuff. Because if I get this stuff done on my goals, that'll open up opportunities to say yes to more things in the future. Like one of them has to do with um, my website, right? And getting that more solid because I want to grow the my coaching mastermind, right? Um, I want to uh, work on... I'm going to put out some training book, train online training or write a book. And I had on there also, I wanted to do more of the meetup group, right? I want to get that stuff done. I want to do more interviews and stuff like that. But I was all over the place. So I needed to pare it down to what I wanted to do in the next month. And I gave myself some due dates on here that what I wanted to achieve by this weekend. By the end of the month, by mid-month, what I wanted to do. And I came up with something. So here's how I shape up my, my book. And it's a two-page thing. Some people, oh, I just want to use two page, one page. But I'm like, you know what? Give yourself some room. Give yourself some, some opportunity to grow, to change things around. So on the one page, I always start with this. What am I thankful for? Every person who talks about being successful, you always start with what you're thankful for. So I do a top 10. I actually write 10 from upwards. I don't go down. I start at bottom 10, nine, all the way at one, and what I'm thankful for. And every day I write down 10 things I'm frank, thankful for to give me in a good pace. Someone in one of these podcasts said, write down what you're not doing, right? So I worked my way backwards, basically. What am I not doing? And I said some things like... Um, doing some sales. I got to do some sit-ups. I wasn't doing my goal writing because I lost my book and I was sick. I do readings, um, organizing, cleaning up, follow-up on connections, working on my stuff that I want. I've been working on everyone else's stuff, but not mine. So I have a little section. It's got a couple little things, what I'm not doing and everything like that. Okay. Then I write my to-dos. I wrote what I'm not doing. Then I write what my to-dos are that I would like to do now, you could do either way. You can do your to-dos or you can go over in your goals. Kind of know what my goals are because I've been writing them down. So I know what I want to do to do. So I added to-dos. Then on the other side, so I have my little to-dos for today. On my other side, I write my, my high-level goals. It's a list of stuff. I write a vision statement that I have. And I write my, vi my vision goal statement for what I want to do in the next couple months or next month or two, let's say. I'm consolidating it down. And then what I did at the bottom, based on what people said, now this is a project management thing. I put a schedule. I put some dates down that I needed to meet. Because I was listening to a mentor the other day in a mastermind that I uh, that I joined. And they said, it's really important, important to break stuff down and pick some dates and make goal dates. Like, I want to accomplish that. Without those goal dates... It's very hard to achieve. Now, so many people, oh, due dates, whatever. I'm sorry. But due dates, having a due date does help you accomplish what you want. And I know we're at the 15-minute mark here. And we try to do this within a, a uh, time box of a sprint um, daily scroll, right? So I'm going to end it here. But one of the things in the end, I do put due dates just for myself. I have to hold myself accountable. Without that, I'm not going to meet those dates. And that's also why we do the mastermind group. I noticed a few people, we haven't done the mastermind because I was sick. And I noticed they kind of fell off, including myself.
on meeting their goals. When we're really pushing the mastermind and pushing these due dates and doing the delivery and doing reviews and stuff, they were achieving their goals. Let off on that, they just withered, right? And that's what the benefit of the mastermind and having accountability for what you want to do, not just yourself with other people. Those dates are for my accountability, something else I'll probably share with the mastermind group that I have created for my coachees, but it's important to have those due dates. So sometimes when you lose stuff, it's an opportunity to reassess where you are in your goals. And that's what I wanted to share today. I know we're at the 16 minute mark, so we're kind of long today, but I want to wish you all a happy scrumming. Get those goals, reassess what you're at. Get that goal oriented so that when you talk about sprint goals and you talk about goals for the team and what does the team want, practice what you preach, okay? And that's why I'm I'm offering that. If you don't do goals and then realistically look at your goals, are you achieving your goals? If you're not, maybe you need to start over. Maybe you need to pare down those goals just to a couple until you start achieving those goals, just like we do in Scrum and Agile. We got to pare down. We got to prioritize. We got to figure out what we're going to do. We're going to lay out what work we're going to do that's going to 10x where we want to be, that we can leverage that for our two for one profitability for ourselves or value to have more time to play with your kids and maybe go to a baseball game, right? So I want to wish you all best. I hope you have a great day. And think, remember, prioritize, reassess your goals. Practice what you preach. So when you come into a scrum team or a Kanban team or any kind of agile team or a corporation, whatever you do, if you're talking goals and you're not practicing goals for yourself, they're going to call you on it. They're going to call your bluff. So with that, I say have a great day and see you tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow is Wednesday. We team Wednesday. So we'll do that tomorrow. Take care. Bye. See everyone.